morning, uh, Village Church. Hopefully everyone is doing well. If you have your Bible, please open it to Psalm 103. Psalm 103. We're going to be looking at verses 1 through 5. I tried to get through the whole psalm, but I only made it through five verses, so we've been here for two weeks. Psalm 103. In 2007, Kevin Morton Jr. was a student at at Oakland University of Rochester. And while he was a student there, he nearly lost his life there. He was a victim of an attempted robbery. This life-changing incident happened to him of one night when he was finishing up his night shift at the Detroit Arby's. He was trying to get into his car, then a gunman just came out of nowhere and tried to rob him. This gunman fired one shot at Kevin, and the bullet went, went into pierced his abdomen, and he was rushed to St. John's Hospital in Detroit. The doctors didn't know if he was going to make it. They thought he had a 10% chance of surviving through the night, and they prepared the family for the worst. But that was until Dr. Chef Shalmaski came down to the ER. He was called to a cold, worn trauma patient room, and he and other nurses worked hard to save Kevin's life. They worked tirelessly, and they did save his life. They did. The doctor said, whether we call it intuition, experience, or a miracle, we just put in extra rolls of stitches, and the bleeding stopped. Kevin spent 50 days in the hospital recovering from that gunshot wound. And last week, he graduated from Michigan State University, and he wants to become a surgeon just like the man who saved his life. He's even going to be doing his residency at the same hospital that saved his life. He says, I want to show the same compassion that the doctor showed me. I want to pay it forward. You see, Kevin is walking in grateful praise because he got a second chance at life. He's walking in grateful praise because those doctors and those nurses did not give up on him that night in the ER. And likewise, you serve and know a God who doesn't give up on you. I'll let us sit there for a moment. You serve and know a God who doesn't give up on you. A God who provides for you. A God who has made a way to deal with all your sin before him. And are you grateful for that this morning? Are you walking in in grateful praise to him this morning? This morning we're going to begin to walk through Psalm 103 together. And this psalm is a hymn of praise written by David. And this psalm is going to lead us to walk in grateful praise to our God because of who he is and because of what he does. Here's God's word. Psalm 103, beginning in verse 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul. All that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Forget not all his benefits. The one who forgives all your iniquity. The one who heals all your diseases. The one who redeems your life from the pit. The one who crowns you with steadfast love 
and mercy, the one who satisfies you with good things all the days of your life so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. This is God's holy word. Please pray with and for me. Father, as we come to the preaching of your truth, we desperately need your spirit. We desperately need him to give us understanding. We desperately need him to move in us. You see us, Father. Yes, you see the depths of our hearts, and you love us the same. You know the things that we deal with day in and day out. You know the things that we struggle with. You know everything that everyone in this room is going through. You know the things that we're hiding, and you know the things that just keep us awake at night. And we need you to minister to those places in our life and in our heart. We can't do it ourselves. We need the third person of the Trinity to move in this place. Not for our glory, but for the glory of the one who sacrificed everything so that we could be in a right relationship with you. So Holy Spirit, move. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. Psalm 103 is going to to lead us to walk in grateful praise. That's what it's going to show us. We walk in grateful praise because of who God is, and we walk in grateful praise because of what he does. And walking in grateful praise isn't individualistic. You don't walk in grateful praise in isolation from other believers. It's a corporate walk. It's it's for the whole body. It's for all the community of of saints. It's the whole community walking in grateful praise together as one body in Christ. And walking in grateful praise isn't giving lip service to God. It's not checking off a box. It's not crossing off items on our checklist. It's not simply going through the motions. Walking in grateful praise involves your heart. It involves your head as well. It involves your whole being, your whole life, your whole existence, even where you live your life. David says, bless the Lord. Oh, my soul, all that is within me, bless his holy name. David's words echo Moses' words in in Deuteronomy 6, 5, where he says, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. David is commanding his soul. He's commanding his heart. He's commanding his mind to bless the Lord and all that is within him to bless his holy name. To bless means to adore with bended knees. It means to give praise, to give thanks. This Hebrew term for bless is being used as a declaration. David's whole life, his whole existence must declare the praises of his God and King. That's what it means. The whole community of believers are to declare the praises of their God. The whole body of believers in this place must declare the praises of our God and King. You see, the Christians, Christians aren't freelancers with their praise. Please know that. We're not independent contractors when it comes to who we give our praise to. We aren't free agents. We aren't rolling stones. We aren't praise hoppers. Everything within us must declare the praises of our God. With all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, 
and you walk in grateful praise to him because he's worthy, because he's great. The Lord says in Isaiah 42, 42, 8, I am Yahweh. That is my name. My glory I give to no other, nor my praise to graven idols. I am Yahweh. That is my name. My glory I will not give to another, nor my praise to graven idols. Should be some amens here. Thank you. He wants you to bless him. He wants you to bless his holy name. He wants his people to to walk in in grateful praise to him. And grateful praise doesn't mean you walk in delusional praise. But what do you mean by that, Pastor? That means pretending like everything in your life is well when you know it's not. That's delusional. If you're tired, tell them you're tired. If you're frustrated, tell them you're frustrated. If you're angry and despair and you're in hopelessness, tell him you're in despair and you're in hopelessness. Don't be delusional about what you're going through. Be real. Be real with him. Walking in grateful praise isn't isn't solicitation praise where you give God praises in order to solicit blessings from him. Praising that you scratching God's back and he scratched your back with blessings. That's not why we praise him. We praise him. Walking in grateful praise means you have an attitude of gratitude because of what God does for you, because of who he is for you. Walking in grateful praise is is you having a a heart of of thankfulness and an appreciation for who he is and what he does. Declaring his praises. That's what we do as believers. So do you know who he is? Do you know what he does? It's difficult to walk in grateful praise to a God if you don't know who he is, if you don't know what he does. David understands this. And that's why he touches on a temptation that all believers face in this life. He says, bless the Lord, O my soul, all that is within me, and bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, forget not all his benefits. Forget not all his benefits. Yahweh's holy name is Yahweh. That's who he is. His benefits is what he does. And the temptation is that you will, be, you will forget who he is and you will forget what he does. From situation to situation, we forget. David's desire is not to forget. He doesn't want to forget all the Lord's benefits. He states it negatively because he knows that it's so easy. You see, the struggle is real for the saints of God when it comes to you holding on to who God is and what he does. Because it's so easy to forget. It's so easy to forget. From trial to trial, we forget the past faithfulness. It's so easy. You see, when you forget the blessings of the Lord and when you forget his benefits, it also means you're forgetting him. It ain't just you forgetting what he does. You're forgetting him as well. And forgetting the Lord is not like a memory lapse. It's not like you forgot to do your chores and your homework. It means you putting him on the back burner of your life. It's you living independent of him. It's, it's you ignoring him, denying him, living in disobedience to him, a failure to acknowledge him 
is you living as if he does not exist in your life. And please understand, the temptation to forget the Lord is always present in every situation, every relationship, in every circumstance. And all believers on this side of heaven face this temptation. All of us. There is no believer in this room who is so holy, so righteous, so spiritual, that you are beyond forgetting the Lord. All of us will and probably at some point forget him. You've got to realize that. I don't care how much we sing about it. I don't care how much we read the word. There's a part of us that still doesn't love him. It's a simple nature. That still lives in all of us. It's a part of us that still doesn't love him. So there will be times when we go through the motions. There are times when I preach going through the motions. I hope you know that. That I'm just performing. I'm just checking off the box to get done with Sunday so I can go home and take a nap. If that hurts your feelings, hey, I'm just a preacher. I'm just real. If you're looking for a perfect preacher, you're at the wrong church. Sometimes we check the box. There will be times when you don't walk in grateful praise. There will be times when you go astray. As the old hymn says, prone to wonder, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. You got to know that. You are prone to wonder. And you will wander from him. Do you feel it? Do you see it? Are you wandering now? If so, remember all of his benefits right now. Right now, remember them. And his benefits are the ways in which he deals with his people. It's the ways in which he behaves towards those who who have saving faith in him. It's how he treats you. It's how he relates to you. How does the Lord relate to you? Not when life is going well. How does it relate to you when you're not well? When you're struggling, how does it relate to you? His benefits or his goodness toward you is for your welfare. And you don't deserve any of them. And we can't earn any of them either. We are passive recipients of the benefits, all because of Jesus Christ and his finished work on the cross. Because apart from him, you don't get any of them. I don't care how good you are, I don't care how smart you are. Apart from Christ, you get none of the benefits. You have to remember how he deals with you, his covenant people. And his covenant people are those who have faith in Jesus Christ. Those who have surrendered to him in faith. Not those who just go to church and, and check enough boxes. Those who have a relationship with Christ. If you have that relationship, then you are part of his covenant people. Again, that should be another amen. And if you are his people, then he says, don't forget the one who forgives all your iniquity. Don't forget the one who forgives all of your iniquity. That's all your sin. He, he's parting you from all your guilt, past sins, present sins, and future sins. 
And so if you're struggling right now, please know Christ died because of the sins you struggle with. And as I often say, you don't have to get up on the cross with him. Stop. It's finished. All your sins have been nailed to the cross and you bear them no more. But do you believe it? He's not surprised by the things you struggle with. You're surprised because you think you're better than you really are. He knows the depth of your heart. He loves you the same. That's what you need to rest in and not your performance. Don't forget the one who heals all your diseases. Physical, mental, spiritual, emotional. Now I know when you read in that benefit, that benefit can, be, can lead you to think, how can that be true? How is it that he heals all our diseases? Because what I experience is not that. Because some of us know Christians who live with diseases and they ain't been healed from. We all have had believers die from diseases. So what is, what is the Lord saying? Is he saying that there's a benefit out there that I'm not getting? Is he holding out on me here? So how do I make sense of that? Because David says he heals all our diseases, but we know all diseases aren't being healed. So what in the world do we do with that? There is an already and not yet to some of the benefits that God gives to our people. That means some will experience healing on this side of glory, then others will not until they cross over. That's the already and not yet. Some Christians will pass away diseases. Some will be healed and some will just live with certain things until they get to glory. And it's in the new heavens and the new earth that those believers will suffer no more, cry no more, and no more pain. Until then, their comfort is knowing that in their suffering, they are not alone. Jesus is with them in the suffering. There's an old Negro spiritual that says, he has been with us, Jesus. He's still with us, Jesus. He still be with us, Jesus. Be with us to the end. Think about that. That's what my ancestors were saying as they were in the midst of slavery. And what does that mean? It means he has not forsaken us. He has not left us. He's with us in our past. He's with us in our present. And he will be with us in our future. Thank you. Amen. Amen. That's your comfort. And that's your healing for some of you. Next, don't forget the one who redeems your life from the pit of the grave. He redeems your life from the pit of the grave. That is also already and not yet. The already is that if you are a believer, you have been redeemed from the pit of the grave in Christ. Because remember who you were before he pulled you out of that pit. You were lost in your transgressions and your sins. And because of God's great grace, he snatched you up out of that grace. You didn't run to him. He pulled you out of that fire pull you out of the pit because of the blood of his son. Now already, not yet, 
There's also things that God will continue to redeem you from in this life. Certain brokennesses in your life. Some things you've gone through in your life. Some of you have been hurt by other people. And he can still redeem you of that. You will taste that goodness. But there's also a not yet. That there may be certain things that you won't be redeemed from until you cross over. That all, you won't have your best life now. Is the point. But we do know that one day when Christ ascends, there will be a resurrection from the grave. For all of those who have faith in him. The the not yet is coming. It's coming. Don't forget the one who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy. He crowns you. He surrounds you. He bear hugs you with steadfast love and mercy. Steadfast love and, and mercy means it's an unwavering mercy. It's a relentless mercy and love that he gives to you who don't deserve it. But because he is compassionate, he gives it to you. It's a love that will pursue you. It's a condescending love that he gives to those who don't deserve it. We don't deserve it. But he gives it to us anyway. For while we were still sinners, Christ died on the cross. He didn't die on the cross for righteous people. He didn't die on the cross for people who have it all together. He died on the cross for filthy, nasty sinners. And just because your life might not be filthy and nasty, your heart is. Because God doesn't look at the outside. He looks at the heart. And when he sees the heart of people, it's sinful hearts who are in rebellion against him. That's what he looks at. Next. Finally, don't forget the one who satisfies you with goodness all the days of your life. He satisfies you with goodness all the days of your life. He gives you what you need to renew you, to refresh you, to restore you. He empowers you to persevere. He empowers you to persevere. Because we know everything in our life isn't going to be good. But his goodness is seeing the fact he gives you what you need to make it through. Perseverance of the saints. Romans 8, 28, we know says he, work all, he works all things to the good of those who love him. So wherever it is you're going through, wherever that situation is, wherever that relationship is, wherever that circumstance is, no matter how dark it is, your God is able. He's bigger than your circumstances. He's bigger than your sin. He's bigger than your problems. If he can make a way to deal with your sin, Lord have mercy. Come on now. If he can make a way to deal with what you're going through right now. The question is, will you believe him? And will you trust him? Because he is able. Isaiah 40, 31 says, but they who wait for the Lord, hmm, shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like an eagle. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not be faint. Those who wait on the Lord to move in their life. Are you waiting? A friend of mine at a meeting this week in, in, in Tuscumbia, he says, what it is 
you're working for instead of waiting on God for. I love that. Because we're always working for stuff instead of waiting on the Lord to move on our behalf. You have to wait. Don't forget his benefits. Bless the Lord, saints of God. Walk in grateful praise. Remember him. Remember his benefits. Remember what he's done in the past. Has Jesus ever not made a way for you? Can anyone raise their hand and say, you know what, that Jesus Christ is a liar. Can anyone say that? You cannot say that. He has always come through for you. And he will come through still to the very end. Because you are his beloved people. You are the ones he died for. And he will be with you to the very end. Let us pray. Lord, I confess I have not believed any of that all week. 